You're listening to the Ohio Conference Cast, where we explore topics related to the workings of Ohio Conference. Here are your hosts, Bill Seymour and Thomas Dunn. It's time for a commercial break. My name is Megan Sohar, and I want to draw your attention to the Ministry Development Team grants that are available to anyone in Ohio Conference. Every year, the Ministry Development Team awards grants to congregations that are doing missional work and need a little financial boost to get an idea off the ground. If you were at ACA in March or listened to our previous episode about the Wheelhouse, they were assisted by a Ministry Development Team grant last year. The grant deadline is August 6th, and the Ministry Development Team is planning to award $24,000 this year. Go to the Ohio Conference website and click on the Grant Program for Local Ministries link. And now, to the show. Welcome everyone to Ohio Conference Cast. This is Thomas along with Bill, and this morning we have with us Christiana Peterson. Welcome, Christiana. Thank you. Bill, why is Christiana with us? Well, she wrote a book. And her husband did not write a book. He's also in the room, and there's a mic pointed at him, but we're not allowing him to speak. Yeah. You have to be uh, smarter than us to be on the podcast. That's right. Ooh, wow. That was a little judgy. That was just yeah, a little judgy. We might want to edit yeah. that one out. No, I don't think so, because I didn't say it. Yeah. I was looking for something more like more published than us, but it just didn't sound more published than us. Yeah. Well, that's not hard. No, really. not at all. That's why I was aiming for a low bar. You know, came out judgy. An editorial in a newspaper would. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, that's not true. I have a. I did a thing in the Mennonite once years oh, ago. Yeah? yeah. I thought you were going to say you were that guy that wrote letters to the editor. No, uh-uh. no, I'm not. I don't. I don't do so, that. So, Christiana. Uh, yes. Tell us a little bit about, should we say book first or yourself first? We want to know a little bit about you. Yeah, who are before, you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> um, I am a mother of four children, I'm a wife to Pastor a Matthew. I am a writer. I grew up in Texas. I grew up in the Church of Christ. I lived overseas for a while, got a PhD in creative writing, and then Matthew and I married. and. We lived in Washington, D.C. for a while, and then we moved to a Mennonite intentional community in Illinois, and that's part of what the book is about, is our time. We were there for eight years, and it was a farm, and Matthew was a farm manager. And then... So it was a, a Mennonite community and a farm all in one? Yes. Yeah, it was a Mennonite intentional community okay. in Illinois. So like, how many acres and how many people? It was 180 acres, about 80 of that tillable, right? Okay. And there were about between 20 and 40 people there while we were there. And we all lived on the property together. So were you Hutterites? That sounds like Hutterites. No, it, it was kind of Mennonite affiliated. Most people that lived there actually didn't grow up Mennonite. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't like the Hutterites. Some people covered their heads, but, but we, <laughs> it was not required. Did, did you huh. have like things in common? Some of the folks there had a common purse. Okay. It was called the fellowship and, and the people in the fellowship that were members of the fellowship shared finances, but you weren't required to be a part of that group. And this was an outgrowth or an offshoot or a plant from Living Water or from Reba Place from Fellowship? From Reba Place. And it was actually in the 70s when a group from Reba moved out to this uh, small town about two hours from Chicago. And they decided to start. They had $10,000 cash, and they hmm. bought this whole property for $10,000. Wow. And they kind of built it from the ground up. There was a dinky old farmhouse that was breaking down, and they lived in it. 
and they started building all their buildings on this property and they just kind of made it they built it up wow. hmm. they didn't have any experience with building and they started <laughs> so this, this is a bunch of people from chicago not from like chicago. your ancestral mennonites that were growing no, up on a farm no right. i mean yeah. a few of them did grow up mennonite but most of them didn't oh huh. cool so they wanted to start, it was sort of in the back to the land movement in the 60s and 70s, and they wanted to start a Christian alternative to that. Originally, they would go back to, to Chicago and go to church on Sundays, but then they realized that that was not going to be feasible hmm. over the long term, so they had their own church. Hmm. Did you guys read a lot of Wendell Berry? <laughs> Matthew did. <laughs> I once I started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of the what, interns... That probably didn't get heard. Uh, so Matthew off Matthew, come off on, mic, pick up a microphone. <laughs> uh, said that he stopped reading Wendell Berry when he started to farm. Yeah. Which I guess is funny if you read Matthew Berry. I don't. I haven't Matthew read Matthew Berry, Wendell Berry. It's Matthew Peterson <laughs> yeah. and Wendell Berry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the interns that would come to the farm would be attracted, be dreaming of, of being in the garden and re- reading Wendell Berry in the evenings, <laughs> and then they... You know, very quickly that that ideal was was squashed. All right, <laughs> the poor a bunch things. of hippies. Okay, right. so your book is called Mystics and Misfits. So, what are you trying to say about Plow Creek? Well, they're the unlikely saints here. The, right. the subtitle yeah, the, the subtitle is, meeting God through Saint Francis and other unlikely saints. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I started writing. It was Richard Rohr that sort of redirected me toward the mystics, like wow, Saint a Francis. Name drop. She yes, just name dropped Richard Rohr. Richard Rohr who wow. endorsed my book. I started looking particularly at St. Francis and what he had to say about simplicity because that was a huge reason that we were drawn to a place like Plow Creek, which is the community. I don't know if right. I've named that yet. Um, and just his views of simplicity. And I think when we first moved to Plow Creek, we had sort of these ideals of living the simple life, right. quote unquote, the simple life. Mm-hmm. And then when you really start living that way and following St. Francis, you realize simplicity is more about the heart, kind of simplicity of the heart. And so I talk, and there's several sections in the book, and the first section is I write a letter to St. Francis, and I talk about his life and sort of not at all comparing my life to his, but interacting with him Hmm. as I talk about our idealistic notions of simplicity and how those are sort of surface level and what he was really talking about was sort of um, simplicity of the heart and kind of bearing. Mm. Um, so is this book then a direct outgrowth of your, you said eight years at Plow Creek? Mm-hmm. So is it, is it more anecdotal or is it memoir? Is it biographical about these St. Francis? Or is it a and spiritual a- monograph? <laughs> it, it's all of those things, I think. Actually, okay. I, I just got a review that said it is uh, oddly organized, but cannily crafted. <laughs> So, oddly organized, oddly organized was supposed crafted. to be a compliment, I think. <laughs> this is what a PhD will get that's you. Right, that's <laughs> right. Odd organization. Yeah. Um, but it is, the frame of the book is our narrative of our time in mm. the community. So I start at the beginning and I go to the end of our time. And then in between each section, like I have simplicity and I talk about St. Francis and our beginning life. And then I go to hospitality and I talk to Dorothy Day. And then several sections, and each section has a mystic that I talk with. But the frame is our time, our narrative. So it's part memoir, part uh, saint biography, part Mm -hmm. letter to the mystics. It has all of those things in there. Right. So just to 
clarify, you're not like lighting a candle and talking to them like directly, right? These dead saints you're talking to, you're just interacting <laughs> with their with what you've read. Oh, yeah. now, now we're we starting to, to push people I away, hope, I guess. I hope we don't, but I'm just getting these images in my head. I don't have an altar to the saints. Oh, okay, no. I'm dialoguing with them in a literary way. Yeah, right. So okay. I do write a letter to each mystic, kind of working through my own articulating the way I was feeling during these times and the things that I was struggling with. Sure. In the foreword, John Sweeney wrote my foreword, and he is a Franciscan scholar, and he talks about it as a, as a love letter to holiness. So it's just talking about my own struggles huh. through this time and what I was learning. So I imagine that I'm talking to them, but I wasn't so thinking that I was literally talking book. to them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the mystics yeah. talk about contemplation, but yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't pray to them. <laughs> so what was the transition? So eight years at Plow Creek with, yes. on this intentional community, and mm-hmm. now you guys have moved to Eastern Ohio. Mm-hmm. Midway. Uh, m- yeah. yeah. Midway, which is... Um, somewhere out east. S- somewhere Columbia out County. <laughs> What's that transition like? What's that feel like? Well, it, it's fairly recent. I mean, it was August, so All I was right. actually writing a lot of this book as I was living it, especially at the end. So I have an epilogue there in the end of the book. When you guys eventually read the book. <laughs> yeah, we're really bad hosts. We did not buy the book and read it ahead. For anyone who's so she brought us free books. So um, that's even better. Yeah, the epilogue, I talk about moving to Ohio and sort of the challenge of how do I live these things that I learned? How do I live a simple life and a life of hospitality and contemplation and in this new location, you know, now that we own our own home and um, we're not in really close proximity with our neighbors, how, what does that look like in this right. different kind of lifestyle? So that's, that's a very different lifestyle. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of what I'm living into right now. So I just touch on that in the epilogue, but mm-hmm. we're still figuring that out. So it hasn't even been a year. Yeah. Is your congregation reading this book? They are, yes, actually. <laughs> and is that is that weird? <laughs> you know, I don't feel too weird about it because I expected people to read it, but I think it is an interesting dynamic because they, I think they're interested in our lives before we came to them. So they are getting to know, you know us pretty intimately because the book is pretty raw and sort of journalistic. I mean, not, not as a journalist, but as my own journal, my personal journal. So a lot of them have responded really positively to it um, and been really interested in knowing those things about us. But it is pretty vulnerable. Yeah. Well, it's too bad it wasn't a huge congregation. It really bumped your sales. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did get it in, a, in the library, but thankfully a lot of them have bought it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, haven't good. just been passing it around in the library. I think if you get a new pastor, you probably should buy the pastor spouse's book. I that's right. That should be just required. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Matthew kind of occasionally will, uh, in his sermon, sort of plug the book. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. if you want to know more about this, <laughs> a little commercial. Read, read my wife's read book. My wife's book. Fifteen bucks, or I don't even. I don't know how much it was. <laughs> no. My copy was free. It's not but, signed though. She didn't sign it. I, so I, is, I, I uh, can sign <laughs> it if you want. Getting back to that transition a bit, like, is Plow Creek still happening? And you guys just sensed it was a time for you to to leave and start something new, or what? 
Well, when you read the book, you will find out. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> no. That was good. I'm just I'm thinking of like, jabs well, at Thomas. I hate to give the ending away, oh. but Plow Creek implo- well, that's a imploded. piece of information. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah it is. Um, and the last section is called Death, which is, I, I know that can sound a little depressing, but my father was at the end of his life and Plow Creek was ending. So, Ouch. Yeah. So yeah. there was a lot about um, ending things at the at the end of the book, appropriately. Yeah. So that was it. Was a really tough, really hard time. So I spent the weekend at uh, Living Water Community Church in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, which is a church plant of Reba Place Church, which is an outgrowth of Reba Place Fellowship, right. uh, which was the planter of Plow Creek Fellowship Community or Community Fellowship. Yes. Uh, and uh, uh, another podcast, I don't know if it's going to be before this one or after this one, of Sally Young Youngquist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and she mentioned that Plow Creek had uh, decided that they were at their end and, and went through a process to close. Yes. Uh, and so that's part of the death that you are yeah. discussing. Yeah, that's part of the book. And, yeah. and Sally and another uh, man named David Jansen, I don't know if you've met him or not, but he's he's been a, a huge part of Reba and um, has helped a lot of communities. In fact, he's got something called Nurturing Communities that he does, and he goes to different intentional communities and kind of helps nurture them. Right. But he and Sally came before we even knew that we were going to close down and were sort of pastoring us through these transitions. Right. So they were both there to help us kind of close Plow Creek down. But sure. it, it was a unanimous ish decision it was tough it was tough sure, yeah. but, it, was but it was something right. we all decided together yeah. and and i would imagine you don't decide to close a fellowship down because everything is all hunky-dory right no. there were there were struggles and issues and yes and but then rather than let it explode you right went through a process right yeah we were really unified at the end which which was a, a big gift yeah good and um at the end because of the structure of plow creek you can't sell off the property and and give it to the members. You have to gift it in a hmm. sense to a different organization. So okay. there there was a, a a local organization that wanted to start up a farm. So we Plow Creek with the property was given to them, Great. and they've started a new something called Hungry Wo- Hungry World Farm. Hmm. So they've started in a new organization Sweet. there. Yeah. So new life out of new life. Yeah. We, Good. We hope the best for them. So if one of our 14 listeners would happen to be one of those kind of young reading Wendell Berry looking for this type of experience, what would, what would you say to those folks dreaming about something like this or even thinking about doing something? Well, it was a life-changing thing for us, and I think we, we were transformed by this, this kind of life, just being more intentional about loving each other and really living a church community the way we saw sort of we're supposed to to be together i mean sharing our things with each other and and sharing our lives with each other so i think it's definitely a worthwhile thing to do but it, it's really hard it's a hard way of doing things we were a part of a community that had a lot of unhealthiness at the end so i think there are a lot of communities like this that have really great leadership and have been doing this for a really long time and really know what they're doing so those communities are out there i would recommend trying it or visiting places like this if, mm-hmm. if you're interested in trying something like this but um, really thinking hard about how you structure things and having healthy leadership and yeah 
Bill and I have a copy in front of us. Yes. Where else can you find these books? Well, you can buy it from Menno Media. It's a Herald it's Press a Herald published Press book. It's a Herald Press book, yes. Mm-hmm. You can buy it at Amazon, which I know some people are not thrilled with Amazon, but you can buy it there. You I can, use Amazon all the time. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Well, I do too. <laughs> Every I other tell day people. I'm getting an Amazon package, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I'd like to say, please review the book on Amazon, because that means the more reviews I get, the more you can, you know, people can search for it and find it. Oh, okay. But you oh. can also ask your local bookstore to, to order it for you or your local library. A lot of times when, the, when sure. you go to your local library, they'll, they'll carry it and more people can read it. And are there other places to find you? I mean, is this your first publication? Do you have an online Web- presence? Website? I have a website. It's christianainpeterson.com. You can so find Christiana, C-H or C-R? C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-A-N, Peterson with an O-N. It's Christian with an A on the end. Okay. That helps people, yeah. I think. And then an A and Peterson or an in? In. 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 Yes. I-N. See Christian right there. with an A. You're making this as hard oh, as possible, Bill. The letter N. Peterson. Okay. With an O-N. Edit all this out and we'll have a link <laughs> with the podcast. No, this is much more interesting. Uh, much more painful. Yeah, Thomas has no sense of humor. <laughs> I've, I've written for um, Christianity Today women and um, I'm a regular at a blog called Good Letters. It's an image journal blog, and there's links to that on my website. Okay, cool. I'm on Twitter occasionally. <laughs> so, <laughs> but her can, face says she doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I resist Twitter, but I think I'm as a writer, I should be on there. Okay. So, but I was wondering all along, like, okay, how do we approach this? Somehow, conference people might be scared of the whole mystic idea. Yeah, well, right? and I, I yeah. talk about that at the beginning of the book. Oh, good. What, I mean, mysticism has actually, like, there's been mystical theology a part of the church since the beginning. The beginning. Yes, right. So, but yeah. it's become, you know, it's been co opted by New Age, you know, right. that idea of mystics. You know, these saints of the church that we've heard about, St. Francis, I think, is a pretty, hopefully, safe saint for a lot of people because a lot of people have heard of him and they sure. think yeah. highly right. of him, and he's right. considered a mystic. Right. And, being a mystic in my definition is a lot of them had visions, but I think you can, you know, longing for a, a deep encounter with God. Yeah. Um, I think, I think of that sort of approaching mysticism. Sure. So for yeah. those of you who are afraid, Christiana is not here in a flowing gown and <laughs> feathers in her hair no. and bangles or anything. She no. looks like a regular person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say as an added plug, I know I don't know how Dan King got his hands on this book, but he was just raving about how awesome it is. Really? Oh, that's so nice. You have a Dan right. King endorsement. That's um, really nice. nice. Very good. People in my congregation of of all, you know, stars and stripes uh, on all ends of the spectrum in terms of their beliefs and right. you know, thinking about this kind of thing have have appreciated the book and nobody has said they've been scared of it so don't be afraid just open it christiana thank you very much for joining us we'll see you on another podcast thank you thanks for listening to the ohio conference cast we would like to hear from you you can email us at ohioconferencecast@gmail.com at gmail.com with any topics or questions you would like us to explore 